0: Hey, it's Janice from Discovery. We took a look back at our amazing Curiosity Daily archive and are re-airing this fan-favorite episode from 2019. Take a listen to Get Smarter in just a few minutes, and we'll be back with fresh episodes soon.
1: Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm
0: Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about where dogs' personalities come from, One skill that doesn't get worse as you get older? And what smells are made of? Let's smell some curiosity. Have you ever wondered why your golden retriever is so friendly or why your neighbor's German shepherd is such a fierce protector? It turns out that a lot of the personality traits that differentiate dog breeds are rooted in their genes. But here's something even cooler. Humans actually change dogs' brains when they select for those behaviors that make each breed unique. Amazing, right? Okay, let me back up for a second. A 2019 study used reports from the Canine Behavior Assessment and Research Questionnaire to identify 14 key doggy personality traits that may have a genetic basis. That questionnaire is an online survey that's been helping pet owners assess their dog's behavior since 2005. And researchers compared the responses in that questionnaire to genetic data that had been gathered by other researchers. In the end, they linked genetic information to the behavioral data of around 14,000 dogs from dozens of breeds and found 131 places in a dog's DNA that may affect those traits. The study found that the most inheritable traits included trainability, a desire for attention, and the tendency to be aggressive towards strangers. But the research also says that genetics only accounts for about 15% of a dog breed's personality. So perfectly behaved designer dogs are probably not in our near future. Although that hasn't stopped humans from trying for thousands of years. According to another study published in September in the Journal of Neuroscience, the long history of human applied dog breeding has actually changed the structure of dogs' brains. And that variation goes beyond brain size and shape. Scientists generated maps of six distinct brain networks based on brain scans from 33 different dog breeds to see where they'd find behaviors like social bonding or movement. They found that different behaviors in different breeds were correlated with variations in these neural networks, which supports the idea that there's a genetic basis for behavioral traits. The scientists also mapped the evolutionary relationships between dog breeds and found that the most variation occurred in recent branches of the dog's phylogenetic tree. This suggests that selection by humans to develop specific dog breeds has had a direct impact on the pooch's brains. So, basically, dogs' personalities are rooted in their DNA, but breeding choices over thousands of years have intensified the differences between dog breeds. And you thought puppy preschool had a big impact. You know, we talk a lot about how you are a cat person.
1: I grew up with a golden retriever. Oh! My parents now also have another golden retriever. So... There's a little bit about me.
0: That makes sense to me.
1: (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I just seem like a golden retriever kind of guy. It's
0: probably confirmation bias, but you, uh, yeah, now now you officially are a golden retriever kind of guy, and you always have been. Sweet.
1: I'm glad (laughs) to have that validation. (laughs) I've got some good news for you if you're worried about losing skills as you get older. Scientists have identified one skill that does not deteriorate with age, and it's a pretty important one. As in, our ability to speak, write, and learn new vocabulary. Literary greats like Toni Morrison stand testament to this fact. Her last novel appeared when she was 84 years old. And check this out. It seems that not only do our language skills not deteriorate, but also that exercising them may actually prevent cognitive decline. See, studies have found that some aspects of our language abilities, like knowing what words mean, actually improve during middle and late adulthood. One study found that older adults living in a retirement community near Chicago had an average vocabulary size of over 21,000 words, while the vocabularies of a sample of college students only included about 16,000 words. Our language abilities sometimes act like a canary in the cognitive coal mine. They can be a sign of future mental impairment decades before those issues actually manifest themselves. In 1996, epidemiologist David Snowden and a team of researchers studied the writing samples of nuns. They found that the grammatical complexity of essays that the nuns wrote when they joined their religious order could predict which sisters would develop dementia several decades later. And keeping a journal has been shown to substantially reduce the risk of developing various forms of dementia, including Alzheimer's disease. Meanwhile, reading fiction has been associated with a longer lifespan— A large-scale study conducted by the Yale University School of Public Health found that people who read books for at least 30 minutes a day lived, on average, nearly two years longer than non-readers. And a July 2019 study found that studying a foreign language in older adulthood improves overall cognitive functioning. The moral of the story is that the writing is clearly on the wall. In order to age well, it helps to keep writing, reading, and talking. Pretty good news for me doing this podcast, right? Definitely. You and I are safe and sound.
0: You know, one of the coolest things I learned from this article is that there are a bunch of nuns that donate their brains to science. It's like a thing. Really? Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that we know about aging brains, you can thank nuns for. That is super cool. We got a listener question from Vignesh who asks, what is smell? It's like we know about light, it's made of photons, and sound, it's made of vibrations. Similarly, I'm curious about the what's and how's of smell. Great question, Vignesh. The simple answer is that smell is made of molecules. I mean, sure, everything's made of molecules, but when you catch a whiff of a freshly peeled orange or crinkle up your nose at the smell of old garbage, it's because the molecules that make up that smelly thing have wafted through the air to your nose. So, yeah, every bad smell you've smelled particles of it were actually inside your nose. That's also why, say, freshly baked bread smells stronger than day-old bread. The heat sends more of those odor molecules up into the air to reach your nose. Once there, they travel to a spot near the top of the nasal cavity that's lined with olfactory receptor neurons. Fun fact, these receptors are the only sensory neurons in your whole body that are exposed to the outside world. The receptors sport hair-like projections called cilia that bind to a particular odor molecule, activate the receptor neuron, and lead you to perceive a smell. Scientists think that the human body has hundreds of different olfactory receptors, each of which allows us to smell a different smell. But any given smell is usually not from one kind of molecule. Instead, it's often made up of a combination of many different molecules, each of which bind to a different receptor. Scientists had long believed that we were capable of smelling about 10,000 different scents. But in 2014, a new study showed that was a massive underestimate. Instead, most people can discriminate about one trillion smells. I hope that answered your question, Vignesh. Thanks for being nosy. If you have a question, send it in to podcast at curiosity.com.
1: And before we wrap up, we wanted to mention that Ashley and I are going to be doing a live podcast at New York Comic Con at three o'clock Eastern time, Sunday, October 6th. You can see us in person on the Sci-Fi Wire stage or you can follow Curiosity.com on Facebook and Twitter and we'll be posting links there for you to watch a live stream.
0: Yeah, we're going to be talking to some awesome experts about the science of superheroes. We're going to talk about whether Spider-Man could even swing from his web and what are the drawbacks to stopping time and what's a tesseract? All sorts of cool stuff from your favorite superhero movies and comic books.
1: Who knows? Maybe we'll even get into Super Bowls.
0: I'm just saying, we know where Thor's at. Anyway, we're very excited and we would love for you to tune in or see us in person. Come say hi. Again, that's 3 p.m.
1: Eastern on Sunday, October 6th. And you can also follow Sci-Fi Wire on YouTube if you want to check it out on their channel.
0: That's S-Y-F-Y Wire.
1: Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today. Today we learned that dogs' personalities are rooted in their DNA, but breeding choices over thousands of years have intensified the differences between dog breeds.
0: We also learned that your language skills actually get better as you get older. And reading and writing can help.
1: And that you smell things because molecules from that smelly thing actually go into your nasal cavity, which is lined with olfactory receptor neurons, which are the only sensory neurons in your whole body that are exposed to the outside world. And then they do stuff in your brain, and then you smell smells.
0: When I was looking into that, I was like, I remember specifically a scene from The Magic School Bus where the whole class gets in the bus and the bus gets really microscopically small. And then they go into one of their classmates' noses. And, I remember that one. Yeah. And then you you see smell molecules fit like puzzle pieces into like the sides of the nose. And that has stayed with me forever. And I, I actually looked it up on YouTube and it's still there. And it just sent me back.
1: Then did you look up the Magic School Bus theme song? No. You never do that? Where you're just like, oh, I'm going to listen to the theme song of every 90s TV show I ever liked. And then you just go down that YouTube rabbit hole.
0: Well, I think I know what I'm doing today. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to your productivity. <laughs> well, hey, there's something
1: that you can do this weekend. Join us again Monday or Sunday on Facebook or New York Comic Con if you're around to learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff.
0: And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious.